Welcome to the Roasted Games Podcast. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Bill Price. And today we are kicking it off, as usual, with what we've been playing. Um, I have only been really playing one game, and I was going to make that my topic of discussion today. So why don't you start with what you've been playing? Okay. Well, it's actually been two game nights uh, since the last time we recorded. So um, the last game night I was at, which was last night... I believe last night. Yeah. No. Was that last night? No, that was the night before last night. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, starting off with a riddle was a lot of the standard things, you know, like, um, we did parade and space base, of course. And, uh, <laughs> some other game, that the we ones were contracted played. by law to right, play that, that apparently we just before. always play. Uh, but before that, uh, a week ago, we played a game that, uh, was exceptionally divisive. Um, so you're aware of the game Dominant Species, correct? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. It's a big, monstrous Euro game, like three, four-hour Euro game. Um, I never played it, but I am aware of it, it, yes. It has a card game version, which I own, okay. called, oddly enough, Dominant Species, the card game. What? I know. They were super original. Minus points for creativity. Right. Um, minus points I'm finding for a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh Somebody else really liked it that we played with. It plays up to uh, five or six, and we were playing it with five, and that was one of the reasons we were playing it. Uh, six, actually. So it's one of the reasons we were playing it. We needed a higher player count, and so I'm like digging into my bag of goodies. I'm like, how about Dominant Species, the card game? <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, because they didn't know anything about it. <laughs> and um, it was a little bit longer than I thought it would have been, but... Again, I think it's like 15, it claims to be about 15 minutes or so per player, which in my head, I hmm. obviously did not do the hour and a half math. Um, whereas if I had done that beforehand, I would have said, this game takes an hour and a half instead of, ah, this should be about 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And you're playing with a full total six? sweet spot, yeah. Full six, yeah. So um, I enjoyed it. A uh, couple other people liked it. A uh, couple people thought it was okay i probably would wouldn't get them to play it again and one person in particular uh our buddy larry did uh did not like it all he <laughs> called it the worst game he's ever played wow yeah oh uh, so I mean, larry's got strong opinions he like he will does he will uh if he doesn't like something he'll, he'll, he'll mention it but that's interesting. That is quite a yeah. It's quite a statement. He spent most of last game night uh, just happy talking about how happy he was not to be playing whatever that game was. He kept calling. He refused it. to learn the name. Yeah. So um, it is, and, and I kind of understand where he's coming from, and and maybe if uh, I I was not phenomenal at explaining it initially, uh, because I'm really bad at explaining games as we've already previously discussed <laughs> um and so it was kind of took a little while to really get the hang of it goes over 10 rounds which is a lot uh especially with kind of what i thought was going to be like a light lighter uh card game but it uh it, it there's a lot of moving pieces a lot of moving parts um not necessarily physical moving parts, but there's a lot going on. Uh, and you can you, you play cards that uh, represent different classes of species, 
and you try and build up the most points uh, to get domination in that species type. And there's six different species types. And so there's numbers on the cards. But uh, your cards can become endangered. Certain species can become endangered, in which case they flip upside down and they're worth less Okay. And they give you fewer resources. There's a resource thing that you're going for, too. You're not only trying to build up points, um, like the most highest number in each, but you're trying to get an overall uh, number of resources, too, based on what habitat is out. Okay. And each habitat is around. So um, it's it, what he really didn't like is he'd be building up these, you know, big advantages and somebody would play out an action card and endanger all of his guys now all of a sudden he lost that when he could have been focusing on other things right and and i get it the first time you play it and and i think he would have more fun if he ever played it again but he will not um <laughs> he i don't even think he would entertain that's how shelly is i just yeah. like she's like nope that yeah, experience nope. i don't care i'm not interested in giving this game another chance right. it's like okay Right, I will usually enough. I will usually suffer through a second or third round of a game, uh, third go through of a game if I am convinced that there should be something in there I would like, like there's right, a right, mechanic yeah. that I like, or there's you know a theme or something that I'm attracted to. There's got to be something that I'm like maybe I'll give this another chance. Yeah. I'll go like four or five because I'm usually like it's probably me. I'm <laughs> it's like an abusive relationship <laughs> where I'm just like I could do better. I can do better Aww. game. I'll do I'll I'll be better. <laughs> Poor cows. I know. I get it, beat up around. Yeah. Beat up it, a lot by the games. In in your defense, it probably is. It is. You. Well, see, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's clearly. Yeah. I'm glad to have that reaffirmed because yeah, definitely. Um, and then. Uh, so it was more like a. It's kind of like that. People's complaint with games like. Um, uh, oh shoot! What's it, what am I trying to think of? Uh, Cosmic Encounter, where it's like you can be having this great plan, and then somebody will be like, "Guess what." Boom, for no reason. Everything <laughs> no you were doing plan. means nothing. And you just know what you could have expected this. S- sort of, yeah. It's uh it, it in hindsight it is kind of a take that mechanism. Uh but it is not I don't think it's necessarily a mean spirited take that mechanism because it uh it can affect like multiple players. Right. Um so it's not necessarily I'm making this one person my target, but it does give you the opportunity to impede progress. Now, the interest, really interesting, neat thing about this that uh, I don't think I have seen in very many other designs, if, if any, um, each habitat, so each round that you go through, um, the ability to earn points for those dominant species groups uh, gets bigger and bigger. Okay. So, for example, um, if I win in the primate group, I win dominance in the primate group in uh, round one. I get one point for that. If I win dominance in that same primate group in round seven, I get seven points for that. Okay. So, um, early on, and your cards that you have in your hand carry over to the next round. And then, uh, and then you get a couple extra more between rounds. So what one person actually did was they just basically passed every single round up until the last final round, 10, and tried to get all six species dominant <laughs> because he had literally a deck of cards in his hand. Right, right. It had like right. 45, 50 cards in his hand. That was his hand. And, um, 
and we were all able to manipulate enough stuff and and you know bring some of his species down to uh, uh, endangered status and things like that so that he only got four of them so only got 40 Jeez, points instead of still. the 60 had he gotten the 60 he would have won yeah um, whereas some people were really going at it at round one two and three and that's when you kind of start to realize oh shoot I'm not really getting the kind of points so maybe this guy who's just keeps passing has got it down. Maybe he's got it figured out. The problem is I think you have to enter the fray closer to like round eight. Right. Um, because there's just no, it, it's so hard. It's like a shoot the moon kind of uh, thing. It's, it's really a neat game. I think you would really like it because um, it's a little unusual. It's kind of outside the norm. And I think that's kind of a, a game that you tend to, a thing you tend to like is something. Yeah, it that, sounds interesting. Yeah, I'd I, like to give it a try for sure. From a design perspective, I thought it was absolutely fascinating. It was really, really cool because I'd never seen that couple of those elements before, especially uh, the way that it was presented. So, huh. um, I really liked that. Um, you were playing. Uh, I remember you're gonna bypass oh, yeah. Quacks of Clippenburg. Yeah, I forgot about which that. is hilarious <laughs> because which you're I loved. playing completely wrong. <laughs> no, I was playing one very important rule, very wrong. Kind of the core of the game, actually. Yes, the very. I'm pretty the sure everything else essence. we got right, but it was yeah. one of those things where where we're like looking at this board, being like, "Man, how do you even get that many points to do that? Like, how do you rack it up?" So. Quacks of uh, Quidditch Town, as I call it. <laughs> Quidditch Town. Like, never remember. <laughs> never remember the name. <laughs> Quacks of Cadanlington. Is <laughs> a really fun game that, um, speaking of unique um, theme and uh, structure to kind of tie into theme, really, really well. It does feel you're building. You're each sort of a a medieval. Oh, let's see what this potion is. potion master. Probably just a bathroom break. All right, you're uh, yeah, you're each uh, you're each a medieval potion master or like wh- or whatever you are, like um, alchemist or something like that. That you're got your own little lab and you're this um, pot, this cauldron that you're making potions in. And you're adding things to it, um, and you're going around doing that. And you're getting resources like frog. I don't think frogs' legs are one of them, but basically like beetles and spiders and stuff like that. So it's really fun, silly take on that and it's really fun but one of the things you do each round you're making the potion it's a bag and you're, builder yeah it's a bag builder which is it really does that well too um and you're pulling things out of your bag and you're going to put those in the potion and so you're, you're pushing your luck so it's kind of a track of ingredients and you get points and bonuses based on how high up that track you can go but there are things called cherry bombs that's one of the ingredients you can only have so many of those in the um, in the potion before it explodes on you, and then you don't have as good of a payoff as the, at the end of the round. So you're trying not to have that happen, but it's as close as you can. Yeah, it's seven cherry bombs. We thought, or and I, I mostly me, because I, I was like Jeff explained it to me, and I was like, I think I get this broad strokes, and I was pretty good, except for this one rule. <laughs> and uh, and anyway, so the cherry bomb. So each ingredient has a point value on, or has a value on it. Because that tells you how much you progress up the track. So let's say you have a, a spider that has two. So you put that down, and then you go up two layers on the levels on the track. And that the higher you go, the more victory points are available, more better and bon- bonuses are available. I thought that you could only have seven value total of ingredients versus <laughs> you can have as many other ingredients except for cherry bombs. So you can 
fill up this thing as long as you get no cherry bombs you're fine so we were having these tiny potions every round that no one ever got past really like three or four ingredients because (laughs) because you can't um you can't get that much higher with only seven limiting point value or the limit of seven right. value of ingre- or potion points. And this track goes up to like 35. Yeah. <laughs> We're all like, how in God's name are there like things we can throw in that are worth 10, but that can't be because then you'd be past seven. And honestly, in retrospect, <laughs> mid game, which someone should have been like, I probably should have been like, something's wrong here. <laughs> seem accurate. Yeah. Because there really should only be like, 10 levels here yeah exactly well we were getting up to like 50 the thing that was weird about it even though we had that issue we were still getting people were getting with bonuses and using the abilities of ingredients we were still getting into like the teens and so i was like okay there's just some point where suddenly the the stars align and we're (laughs) We're like like 35 35 somehow (laughs) no and yeah but no one could break like i think someone got into i don't think anyone broke 20 if i remember correctly so we were in the teens high but high teens and we were all having a lot of fun. And then at the end of the game, I can't remember who pointed it out. I think, I, or maybe we were all like, did we do that right? But anyway, so we had a lot of fun. We all enjoyed the game. And then someone told us, oh, you think that was fun? Try playing it correctly. And then we were all like processing how the game went and how it would have gone. And we're like, oh, that's that even better. Been, that would have been so much fun. Because it really. Why can't we play that game? <laughs> so I am excited to play it again the right way but I, we did have a lot of fun playing it the wrong way uh even even with the wrong rule because it does it's just it's just a fun push your luck game of like throwing things into a cauldron and and then you're trying to target certain strategies based on ingredients play off of each other and there's a great um strategy intermingling and then in the bag uh once again bag, there's so many great designs around bag building these oh, yeah. days like they really it's just these uh these themes are really cool and it fits perfectly it's like orleans feels great the way it does it but it's not exactly to the theme with orleans it does really affect like make that a fun game the variability of the bag but this specifically feels like yeah of course i'm just some old wizard guy or old alchemist guy digging in my satchel of like bugs and stuff to throw into a pot and so that felt really great um so i i really like the game (laughs) despite playing it wrong for an hour and a half yeah, and I have played it a few times, uh, and I really, really enjoy it. I thought it was a whole lot of fun. I will totally play it with you next time, because Aaron brought it the first time, and then Jeff went and bought it, and then like, somebody else bought it. So we usually have like two or three yeah, copies. They're floating it. around. Uh, yeah, that space, space, and uh, is it dice, dice? Not dice throne. That's the one I don't like. What's the one I like? Dice builder thing oh um yeah yeah that one dice forge dice forge i like yeah. that one yeah um so yeah so that uh that's that's a great game quacks of quedlingberg i think that one uh spilled his Yaris i think year, so too yeah so. yeah and rightfully so yeah really cool really cool combination of theme mechanisms or did and... that one kinder spiel his Yaris? Not, it's pretty not complicated. Kennerspiel, Kenner not Kinderspiel. I was gonna say those those are are two, two, those oh, that's a Kennerspiel. <laughs> Kenner does Might have. Might might be that one. I don't know. Anyway, um, so that's uh that's what we played, except for the one that you wanted to talk about in more detail. Yeah. And so fire away. Oh, I think you're right. I think it is Kennerspiel. Looking it up. Yep, Kennerspiel. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just look it up so real quick. So it's like slightly more complex, whereas the Spiel des Jahres is like typically like super family game. Whereas yeah. the Kenner Spiel des Jahres is more like more Euro-y, more uh, grown-up, adultish type game. And for the longest time, I I thought it was the Kinderspiel des Jahres. I was like, that's yeah. got to be <laughs> yeah, like, like the, like the little yeah. kids' games. No, <laughs> there's there's a, another category that uh, is is all kids, purely kids' games, but it's not Kinderspiel. <laughs> yeah, this it, well, it's funny too because like the weight um, is only like two on board geek. Board Game Geek, it's only rated two, which makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of components and things going on, yeah. but it's not that complicated of a game once you start playing it. So it's pretty pretty straightforward. But yeah, this is a... Like, I probably won't get it because there's enough copies flowing around game night, but um, I definitely really enjoy that game. Yeah, it's really fun. Especially, you, you should legit try playing it for yeah i'm i'm like really looking forward to, to taking a crack at it the correct way because I, I as soon as i like figured out the room i'm like oh wow oh, that that's so much sense. free more freeing because it feels like you're building this potion and then immediately like well i guess i'm done done uh, i mean that was fun but that stopped early so uh yeah that's a game that i uh wanted to talk about today a little bit more is uh another game i played i actually just got in the middle of playing a game with my son um, but I played it over the weekend too, is uh, Clank in Space. And I have only played Clank in Space. Have you ever played the original Clank? Um, I have. I've played original Clank once. And for those uh, of you who are unfamiliar with, uh, with it, with it's the, uh, Clank. The, the original, and it's not just called Clank in Space because, you know, for no apparent reason. <laughs> uh, it's actually kind of a sequel slash reskin slash new edition. Uh, yeah. Uh, of um, a game called Clank, which was set in like generic fantasy setting. Yeah, aren't you um, like dwarves or something? Or yeah, you're like dwarven some, adventurers. Some or... kind of adventures. Uh, it's been a while since I played. It's probably been a year plus. But uh, some kind of adventures. And uh, Clank in this game is noise, and so you're kind of trying to be a little more stealthy so you don't attract uh, these these you know the bad guys. And it's kind of a which. It's a deck builder, like pure deck builder by nature. But would you say it's kind of it's gut pressure luck elements? Definitely. That you go, yeah. you go a certain ways in, and then make it out, and then hope that nobody else goes in farther and makes it out. Yeah, it's a, it, yeah, it's like a it's a kind of a dungeon crawler press your luck type of thing where you're in original Clank. You're I think it's a dragon's lair or something like there's some you, monsters in there, something like that. And I think it's dragon. Now that I think about it. Um, and uh, you're going into the cave and you're trying to get deeper and deeper into this lair because there's treasures in there. So it's a treasure hunt. But the farther you go, the more risky it is because there's bad things that can happen and you're making more the, clank or noise, which the, the dragon, dragon will notice. And he doesn't know where you are, but he can like blanket attack at certain uh, things, fire that off. So you're the better, deeper you go and the better treasure you get, the more victory points you have at the end. But if you get a lighter treasure, you can affect the game um, in a somewhat indirect way to make the dragon notice the stragglers to try to kill them before they get their better treasure. So it's this really fun dynamic of you're kind of racing to get these um, cool things, but you also have to not be too distracted by other cool things and have a have a mission or a pointed mission to get that and get out. Yes. And Clank in Space is basically a similar similar game why i got that one um is that i f i liked sci-fi a little bit better than the the fantasy version and it in the redesign 
Uh, and once again, I've never played Clank, so I don't know this for sure, but I was, what it sounded like is in the redesign, one of the strategies for the original Clank is you can sprint to the end and get a good treasure and then sprint back, back. out. Yeah. And there's really nothing to stop you, and that's a viable strategy. In Clank in Space, there is a uh, mechanism that stops you from getting to the treasure until you do, you, know, you have to Other like hack things. two terminals, basically. Yeah. So you have to do something to do that. And someone can do that faster than others, but it's not like you can run in and run out right away. Right. And kind Which of a lot break of people were doing, and that, yeah. did, that did kind of break the game. And it's, uh, I, I, I like Clank in Space a lot better. Um, just because a of that, but there's also there's little like subtle differences. Yeah. There's I'd say it's probably eighty five percent the same game, just reskinned. Yeah. But that fifteen percent that they changed and or added, I think add a lot to the experience. Yeah. They they added a modular board, which I think mm. is one of the big reasons why people kind of prefer Clank in Space because um, as you play Clank you can kind of develop strategies or routes that are probably better than others. Clank in Space has, um, uh, let's see, there's three sections that are modular and they're two-sided, which is cool. And then there's an extra one. If I'm No, I'm not remembering correctly. They're just two-sided. So there's actually uh, the middle of the ship. You're going through this Lord Eraticus's ship and the middle of the ship, it can change based on how you want to play it. So that's a big difference. And then... Um, my understanding too is that it's a little more complicated in gameplay. Like the strategy is a little bit more complicated yeah, than playing. It is, yeah. It definitely brings out you. You have a, a few more choices to make. You have um, there's kind of not necessarily an extra layer, but there's subtleties. Yeah. Um, whereas I think Clank, regular Clank, was more blunt instrument, whereas right. uh, Clank in space is more refined. It's sharper. So. Um, yeah, I, I prefer Clank in Space. I think the overall consensus of, any, of people who loved Clank, they love Clank in Space just that much more. Yeah. I haven't seen anything anywhere of anybody being like, Clank is the best and Clank in Space sucks or anything like that. Cause yeah, the only the only thing I've... I did some reading um, before we started today, and the only... The biggest reason I think there, if people would prefer Clank, is it's a faster game. So if you're looking for a quicker yeah, experience, it's a faster game. Um, I've I've heard people say that they get Clank to the table quicker uh, or easier. But I also feel like Clank's not that long, or Clank's base isn't that long. No, so it's, it's like if you're gonna play that game anyway, you know, it's another half an hour. Or so um, I don't but, even think it's that much longer. I mean, unless oh, really? everyone's okay. just trying to sprint in and sprint out, in which case you can right. make it a really quick game if yeah. you wanted to. But um, I think to really enjoy it, you're looking at pretty comparable run times. Okay. Um, but, yeah, if you're trying to cheat and break the game or whatever, not really cheating technically, but... Yeah. Um, if you're looking to experience the game the way I think the designers meant it to be experienced, right. which I don't know why that didn't show up in playtesting, or if it did, maybe it was too late. Yeah, you kind of wonder, too, or maybe they just thought... Yeah, I don't, or I don't know. I'm sure they noticed it to a degree because it is a viable strategy, but it's also like it's not one I think a lot of gamers would do because you want to experience the game. Or well, I shouldn't say that because a lot of gamers do do it because <laughs> it's definitely a winning strategy. You can do that right. and, and win, or it's a potential winning strategy, but it's also not really that fun to do. I can see a designer not noticing that as a viable strategy mm-hmm. because. When you design the beginning and the middle and the end, you put all this thought into, hey, this is how the game's going to evolve. True, yeah. From this point into this, they're going to do this and this, and then you, that's the whole reason you write a middle. When 
there's an option to bypass the middle, you don't notice that because you're not thinking of that. You would never think to bypass the middle because <laughs> True, yeah. to you, it's beautiful. You created yeah. it. It's your baby. It's there for Why a reason. Why would you not want you to experience this? You yeah. have to go into the middle. <laughs> but then when you realize that, you know, oh, maybe I didn't write a reason that requires you to go in the middle. And they obviously thought it was an issue or they wouldn't have fixed it in Clank in Space, right? right? So, I mean, it's not... I just think nobody noticed it. I bet you're right, actually. That does make more sense because, like, Clank has expansions and people love the game and still play the game. And I feel like there's a lot of people who want to just be in the world. And and even though they're aware of that ability, it's more fun to not play that way. And so if you're going to engage with the game the way the designer intended, you're going to experience the world more instead of being like, this is, I'm just going to math the shit out of this and I'm going to figure out the most efficient way to get in and out. And then boom, I'm the winner. I win all the time. Ha 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 ha. Right. Um, so I, that makes sense. Cause that's a good point too. Of you get to that point and you're thinking about the, the gamers strategy with, or their feel of what they're going to be doing. And you want to, uh, uh, follow the storyline. The story makes sense. You're going to be in, then you're going to try to get away, and then you're going to try to sabotage right. uh, within the theme. Now, uh, one thing I that Clank and Clank in Space, both uh, their tagline is uh, a deck building game. Right. Um, so in your opinion, um, is that when you play Clank in Space, is that the overall feel? Do you feel like more than anything else, like you're playing a pure deck builder, or do you feel like the deck building aspect is kind of that that it's there, but it's not that's not how you feel like you're playing through yeah. it? Yeah, because some games like you you're like, okay, this is a worker placement game, right? And it right. literally every move feels like this is pure worker placement. And there's some worker placement games that you're like, oh, that. <clears throat> I, there are worker placement parts of this, and I get that, but there are these other engaging mechanisms and other parts of the story and things that it doesn't feel like I'm playing a pure uh, whatever I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so does, as far as the the deck building, because cause that seems to be like their big selling point is this right. is a deck builder, an evolved deck builder, basically. I think it... I think... So, I mean, Clank is, it's, it's two things. It's a deck builder and it's almost, well, specifically in space is almost a racing game. Um, because you are, you're, the time crunch is as you get, as things happen, uh, the bad guy, in this case, Lord Eradicus gets angrier and angrier and angrier. So there is a bag element of this game. Um, the Clank that your noise you're making at times, he will attack for no reason and you have to dig in this bag. Uh, collect all the clank and noise that you're making and pull it out. Uh, and he gets angry and angrier. And so you're pulling out more and more cubes, the angrier gets. <clears throat> and so there is this sense of a time crunch. So I think it does deck building really well, but it also ties it really well to the sense that I don't have all the time in the world to make the perfect deck and I have to become someone efficient. So to me, to me, clank is really close to, for what it is really close to a perfectly design game for my personal tastes because i think it has the extreme it is built the sense of being built around deck building definitely for sure that's the core mechanism in the game and it is very satisfying and it 
surprisingly is really funny. Like a lot of games are unintentionally funny, but they clearly wrote humor into this game, right. and it's really funny. Well, it's like, called Clank. Yeah, it's called Clank. <laughs> yeah, so they really, really fun, silly feel, um, and it's got a lot of sci-fi references in just silly ways, and then things that you find yourself <laughs> doing things in the game to that create just silly situations. Like you can. Uh, fight in this game uh, sometimes you have to fight to get through a corridor but sometimes they're just bad guys wandering around the ship and sometimes it's just a server and for some reason you can just beat that with a hammer and get like a reward for it but of course because you're beating the crap out of a robot or a computer it makes noise and right. so you just picture yourself running down a hallway in, in the in, in a drive for this treasure and then you see this robot server and you just decide to destroy it but of course it's it's loud as hell down those space corridors right and uh uh, and so I don't know the visuals of this game make me laugh all the time but all of that is within the cards and so you really feel this very fleshed out experience within the deck building structure what's really interesting and so tied to that racing element I, I feel like deck building in this way is so satisfying because it just lends itself to that the urgency that you have with deck building already knowing the game's going to end or people are getting stronger as you are and so you have to make your move or rack up your points um, within a timeline but also tied to the fact that your guy isn't that special but he is uh the board isn't necessarily having him react to things that much it's the cards that are out in the marketplace or the bad guys that are around within the deck building structure that you're having to play against i don't that was a convoluted way of saying that but but yeah so it definitely feels like a deck building structure and the board is not i wouldn't say secondary but it it seems like it came after like the, the deck building part of the game is very, very tight and well designed and fun, right. really fun. And I, I definitely agree with you on the deck building piece being very tight and well designed. Um, my sense is, it goes back to what you just said is that I, I feel more like I'm playing a racing game mm-hmm. than I feel like I'm playing a pure deck builder. Sure. Yeah. Dominion is a pure deck builder. Right. And there's nothing else. There's no race. There's no <laughs> nothing. It's yeah. literally the definition of a bare bones deck it's builder. It's the, the OG. It is. It's the original. Um, for those unfamiliar with Dominion, uh, it is commonly considered to be, and I can't imagine that you'd be that unfamiliar with it if you're yeah, listening to this heard podcast. Of it if, heard of it if, not, um, if nothing else. But uh, it is commonly considered to be the grandfather great-grandfather great, progenitor great-grandfather, <laughs> god of um of deck building it is the original deck builder um there you could make a claim that there are other games prior to that that did something similar but as far as a pure deck builder goes to show what deck building is everybody traces it back to dominion yeah and for those unfamiliar with deck building in general, um, easy enough. Uh, you, everybody starts usually in a typical deck builder. Everybody starts with the same deck of hand of cards. Um, and there might be 10, 15 cards in your deck. You draw four or five or six or seven, whatever's in hand. And uh, you use those cards typically to uh, either directly purchase additional cards to make your deck better or you use it to buy resources to buy cards to make your deck better um overall the the theme is that your deck as you play the cards and utilize them in certain ways 
you purchase additional cards that go into your deck, usually face down, and then uh, when you get the end of the deck, you reshuffle and draw new cards. Now you're going to get uh, some of those more powerful cards. But at the same time, one of the big things with deck builders is typically um, as you're, you purchase these cards, you still have a bunch of your crappy old yeah, original cards less that and less useful <laughs> get in the way that are not only less and less useful but in some cases can be detrimental mm-hmm. you know so because it takes up other cards so so a lot of times there's ways that you can um cull your deck and weed out some of the other cards that might be you know in dominion it's one gold or one copper uh whereas uh You'd want to, you'd use those coppers to purchase silvers and golds, which are worth more than the copper is. And so over time, you would sort of delete out those coppers and uh, make it more likely that you'd have a handful of, you know, silvers or golds to buy more cards and things like that. So um, that's deck building in a really long drawn out <laughs> sense but well in that people like it because deck building is one of the one of the best mechanisms to feel as a game player that you are you can actively feel like you're getting better at the game as you play the game it's i think very I few agree. things do that in that that well because you start out with this piddly little deck and you're kind of doing little things at the beginning and they're satisfying they're, but as you make your deck more or stronger um you really feel it and suddenly suddenly a not great card comes out or you'll have um, you can play your full hand and just you're, you've done it well enough or things are firing off each other and such a satisfying thing to have happen. And then if you can call it, like you said, with those weaker cards right. and make this like monster machine, <laughs> it's a very satisfying pro- progression over the entire game. Yeah. And it's very similar to probably one of my favorite mechanisms to have in a game, which is engine building mm-hmm. where it's similar uh, to that. You're purchasing things to be able to do things but typically in an engine builder you're buying like permanent upgrades and things like that that just allow you to do more things um as opposed to the deck builder where you actually have to redraw those cards at a later time and use them for benefits um and both of those are exceptionally satisfying uh and and that's one of the i i absolutely love the feeling of starting a game feeling like i can't do anything and by the end of the game i'm like moving kingdoms and <laughs> right. you know i'm i'm just doing massive amounts of uh things that i would never uh, dream of doing at the beginning of yeah the game. couldn't even imagine yeah. yeah um to where you know you might be lucky to have say two points in the beginning and now there's things that need 50 points and you know by the end of the game you're doing got 100 <laughs> points a turn and you're just going to town doing stuff i love that feeling and deck building definitely is one way to to bring that about. Yeah, I like I I just I once, once again I feel like I like being Clank because some deck build like Dominion's Dominion's a really good game and it still holds up very well, surprisingly well actually. It does. Um, but one thing that Dominion has the story of it. I mean, some of the expansions do better than other than the base game, but the base game is pretty. You kind of make the story for yourself. It's it's sort yeah. of medieval. It's not really any story there. It's Super more the generic. game. It's, yeah, it's yeah. more the game itself that you're enjoying, and it is really really fun still and holds up. Clank does a very good job of tying the deck building structure, a satisfying deck building structure, into the story of the game. As you're running through the ship, things are popping up in the deck that are there's bad guys, and then there's also just like. Uh, there's prisoners you can free. There's robots you can recruit, and so you have the sense of like as you're building your deck, 
powers, you as a player are getting more powerful, but also you're meeting all these cool things and people that you're like, come with me, let's do this together. <laughs> and it's just this really fun tie into the silliness of the game. So that aspect as well, I thought was really, really, really well done. So I don't know. I love uh, Clank is one of my favorite games. Uh, Clank in Space is one of my favorite games. And um, the other thing that I, I'm trying to think is when it does have the bag pulling uh, element of it too that ties in. So the three things are the deck building, the racing mechanism, and then uh, this push your luck element of Clank and then having it pulled out of the bag. I was trying to think of other games that have that because it's not bag. I wouldn't call it a bag building game. It's no, not a bag building game. it's definitely not a bag building game. If anything, it's like a bag unbuilding game. Right. <laughs> like you're, you, uh, but I think that... Like uh, that anti-bag. Yeah, you're kind of... Uh, yeah, <laughs> you the bizarro world bag. bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bag avoiding game. Yes. But I was trying to think of other games that do that because I think one of the things that gets overlooked sometimes when people are raving about the game is that is very clever. The way it deals with... Mm. Um, the danger that you're running into. It's not necessarily direct hit points because the bad, the only the way the bad guy attacks is certain cards in this uh, big deck that you're going to be replenishing market with. When a card comes out, it's buyable, but if it has this little symbol on it, it means the bad guy attacks everybody or he attacks right. who he can. And so that part of the attacks are random, and it's really interesting because you the push your luck is not just um how far you can get in before your life gets a certain level but it's also each turn you're trying to calculate what are the uh if no one buys anything from the marketplace no new cards will come out so he 100 percent will not attack but a way that you can offset that if you don't care if he attacks is to buy as much as you can and not care about how fat your deck is getting because it's going to get not as efficient and you're just making him attack other people but the way the attacks fire off are so interesting because your clank is put into this bag. The bag is, is full of everyone's colors, and then he pulls out a certain amount based on how angry he is, and that hits everyone for those amounts. Those colors that are pulled out are put onto their life um, score marker. And it's just this very, very satisfying feeling way of attacking. You don't have to determine. It's very quick and easy right. to determine here's who he hit and here's how much and we're done with it. Let's move on. And it doesn't dwell on it. It's quick and it still feels like as, as the, someone's rifling the bag and they're figuring out, I'm pulling out four. Oh. And you're like, oh, God, none of them were me. But all you idiots got hit. Ha ha ha. And so there's not like there's no strategy to avoiding hits but there's strategy to avoiding your odds of getting hit right and that's so well done that's so that, interesting that is really, as i while you were talking um i was trying to think of other games that do something similar to that where it like changes odds of you being targeted and nothing yeah i can't immediately think of anything, really. jumps to mind um so yeah I, I think that's a really super cool super clean mechanism um absolutely it's kind of like we were talking about um in an earlier episode about sort of the certain mechanism that sort of makes the game i feel like it would be a good game without that like Mm -hmm. they did a little differently but that part of it that like suspense of when that happens really hits the theme hard and just adds so much satisfying because there's that pause where everyone's like you know that sort of temporary uh, or short-term um, payoff but it's pretty intense so i think that really makes a clink clear well clearly that's what they named it after yeah. <laughs> so they knew as well but i love that booming aha moment in games and 
not all games have them, yeah. but the ones that do are so much fun where like something happens and everybody kind of, oh, their eyes get wide and they hold their breath and then there's <laughs> ah, the roar, everybody goes crazy. Those are the fun games to play like at the bar and stuff because yeah. like sometimes we'll be sitting there, you know, playing Zulkin or something and then all of a sudden like another table just erupts yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I'll bet this happened. I'll bet such and such. Oh, and everyone's getting up and they're, I can't believe that. And, yeah. You know, that's when a game can do that. That's super fun. And that sets up moments like that. I think. Yeah. Really, Especially really towards well. the end. I think when, when it really matters. Yeah. And there's just some guy who's off the ship in his own skate pod. And he's just right. like call, literally calling the bad guy saying, Hey, look <laughs> in this corridor for no reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was, uh, that's, uh, that was the, the game that I'm in the middle of playing. And, played a bunch this weekend but that one downside uh, for taking it out i wish uh the one of the things i hope that clank might do is have a slim down version i don't know if it would work in cards but it is very big and <laughs> a lot of pieces so it's hard to take out uh to like a bar or restaurant but yeah that yeah there's but it's a perfect game to play with that vibe group yeah so yeah i think at a game night in a public place is would be awesome yeah at, oh, a, yeah at a bar or restaurant would be fine if you had a decent sized table it's not a bar top game for sure for yeah. sure you're not gonna get this on a two top or a high top two seater no table. or belly up to the bar you're not gonna be playing <laughs> yeah. this game excuse me guys uh, spread <laughs> yeah, the uh, take it before the bartender right? will ask you to leave um unless you're really feeding him something yeah unless like, he's playing maybe like every time you buy a beer here's a 20 spot keep the change <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'd be like you can play anything you want in fact i'm gonna make all these other guys leave because <laughs> fuck those guys yeah um so, what are we looking like on time? Uh, we're forty minutes. Okay, we got plenty of time. Um, so, are you, are you still? You still have anything more comments on Clank and Space? No, I think I've I've sp- said my piece. Just I I would recommend anyone try any of the Clank games because they're just a really fun, unique, um, silly, enough satisfying strategy. Silly, very well written, very very well written game. Fun art. Um, so I definitely recommend you try them out or check them out. I feel like we should have some sort of roasted scale, like uh, like yeah. peanuts, you know, where um, these what's what's like the the best most roasted thing you could. Uh, well, roasted. we could do sweet peanuts of some degrees. We could do honey roasted. You could do dry roasted, and then there's like unroasted <laughs> plain straight from the ground <laughs> raw peanuts raw i mean this it's game got is raw it's got nutritional value <laughs> yeah, but, but like yeah. i wouldn't want to eat it yeah i would say i would i would i would say this is honey roasted yeah for i sure. agree honey yeah. roasted for sure so i say like honey roasted moving forward maybe honey roasted is like the best and okay. then like dry roasted is good yeah uh, really good game Satisfying, we like good. it yeah, we'll nothing play. wrong yeah. with it um raw is, is a game I probably wouldn't play again. I'm never going to say like a game flat out sucks. Um, occasionally I will, like Carcassonne sucks, but um, <laughs> that's as raw as it gets for me. Uh, Carcassonne. Yeah. I can't handle it. Um, I'm, I know I, I made so many board gamers. I, I have to agree. It's one of the games right where it's now, just like, I just don't like this. It's just, yeah, I get why people might, but I don't. Yeah, it's, it's not, not fun. Uh, and I like tile laying games. I yeah. just do not like Carcassonne at all. Uh, at at all at that is a game that if i were larry that would be my dominant species i will not play this game i won't give it a, another try <laughs> uh, that is that is raw um but yeah i think clank and clank and space are both uh both honey roasted for me yeah 
We gotta find. We'll, we'll work on this later, off mic. But we gotta work out. We gotta figure out. We could fit in circus peanuts, which aren't really peanuts. I don't know why we have to base our own peanuts either. <laughs> but, right. but, uh, right. Carnival could, zombie and circus peanuts. <laughs> in more ways than one. Yes. Um, but yeah, I definitely honey roast this baby for sure. Yes, agreed. Um, well, one thing I was gonna talk about, I thought we could talk about, and um, um. This is a this is a it's as where we we're at and there's not much new news but it's kind of where our heads are at with our development game mm-hmm. and this is kind of difficult to choose what to talk about because you know we don't want to get obviously we don't want to get too in detail with certain things because you know we're still working on this or figuring out this relationship with this publisher but um, I thought we'd just stop where headspaces are at and maybe the length of time and because that's something I think a lot of publishers especially new ones like us are, deal with because where we're at right now is we are kind of in holding pattern holding pattern right which is understandable because a lot of publishers publishers that aren't massive which is most of them are places where people have uh not they don't have a lot of games that they develop and publish per year per quarter or however you want to time it out right and also a lot of the people involved are holding down this job and then other jobs as well. So it's a lot of, not a lot of time thing with a lot of things to do or focus on. And so where we're at is we have had a lot of stops and starts where we get some communication with a lot of excitement and then radio silence for a while. Right. And we, uh, I just reached, I reached out a couple days ago to kind of, poke the bear a bit not poke the bear but just poke them a bit and be like hey you know don't forget about us and so what we're trying to figure out now is how how to do that how to be like you want to be consistent and keep yourself on the minds of the people who are working on the games and then working a lot of games but also not be so annoying where they're like oh these guys again but i feel like you definitely have to keep poking because i well and i do feel like we have he has said because he had the third the 30 days Mm -hmm. with the game and to either make an offer or to say we're not interested and he said we're interested want to work with you guys i want to make this game right so i'm like okay so now we're literally at that point where it's almost like the extended is extended the 30 days where right. we're kind of like okay well we, this could be shopping around to someone else who maybe this would be a more of a priority for uh but at the same time uh we're it may not be a priority for anybody else. Right. I mean, it may just be the perfect game for this particular publisher, and maybe we wouldn't have any luck with anybody else. Um, to put this in like aviation terms, <laughs> we have we we for a while we got together and we're like, hey, we would like to go to Jamaica, not the game, the place. <laughs> and so we decided we'd like to go to Jamaica. So we we formulated the perfect Jamaica trip. You and I did. And we we put it together and we ran it by other people who've been to Jamaica and have had Jamaican vacations. And they said, that looks really good. I'd change this, maybe change this a little bit, maybe do this, you know, uh, because you can always have a better Jamaican vacation. And I feel like, okay, we finally hit the Jamaican vacation. So we bought tickets. Right. Um, No, we haven't bought tickets yet. We went on Priceline. We went on Priceline and we said, we want tickets, give us the best deal. And we waited. We waited. Because apparently we're on some sort of fourteen four modem, and um, so then boom, somebody came and said, "Hey, we have tickets, good cheap tickets to Jamaica." Right. Beautiful, awesome. We like that. So now we have our tickets. 
We're on the plane, and we have gotten clearance to leave from Denver and fly to the Jamaican airport. We're so in right Cape now, Town. we are or we're, nah, we're circling. Still on the run, yeah. We're circling Jamaica right now because for some reason we get to Jamaica and the same people who are like, you're cleared to come to Jamaica are like sleeping or something <laughs> right. or have other jobs. Like maybe there's the, the, um, the air traffic controller guys in Jamaica are only part time. So we're kind of waiting right, for yeah, them, waiting for them to tell us, "Hey, you can go ahead and land here in the airport." Now, once we land, we still have to get down the runway and get to a gate. We have to get off the plane, and we have to make sure that our baggage has come. So there's still more steps, and then we have to actually experience the vacation, which is what we've been waiting for. But we are in this holding pattern around the Jamaican airport, and uh, that's we just want to get there. We just want to at are. least start our Jamaican vacation because that's where what's frustrating me because we feel like there's nothing that at this point because we we're waiting for that initial meeting for the the studio that's picking that want that it like you said it's thirty days to play it they want they're interested and they want to pick it up mm-hmm. we're waiting for that meeting to have a discussion on next steps which most likely will be some sort of redesign at some point either a lot we'll have to get a contract well I mean, yeah, of course yeah we get a contract like but to see something where he says here's what I'm offering right and here's what I'm expecting from you and here's what yes, yes. you will make off of this here's what I'll make off of this and here's my vision moving forward once we get that I'm cool. Now, right, yeah, yeah. any sort of development or redesign or anything, I don't think he would have been that interested if he felt like there was a lot of development work to be done. No, I and totally agree. I don't agree. feel like there's a lot to be done. No, I totally agree. I think there's... Uh, I, tweaks, I think, is a more appropriate way Absolutely. of saying that. I think there's tweaks in the design to be done. But where I'm frustrated is that, besides the contract, of course, contract has to come first, and we'll have to... Depending on what we get, that might be a back and forth. Probably to a degree it will be. So um, it might not even be favorable. For We may decide, hey, that... That doesn't sound like yeah appropriate for what we're looking for. Yeah, um, but there's nothing we can do proactively at this point. We're waiting on them to have that meeting to clarify these points, so we can start mulling things over and then come back with something. So it's frustrating because we feel like uh, we know everyone's busy. We know they're busy, but everyone's busy, right. <laughs> and so right. we're it's it's that point where it's like there's nothing we can do to push to do next steps. We can't start those tweaks without getting feedback from a publisher on where they see um, tweaks that need it. So right. it's like, we I mean, we could. We could lose our minds tweaking forever <laughs> and every That's night fine. get together and tweaks and suddenly we've made this totally different game. Getting, getting together every night and tweaking is something entirely different. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what we true. Do. That's we, true. We, we do not do that, nor, nor would we. I don't even think that's an Maybe option. that's how people start. Maybe I, that's how I it guess. is. They, they, they have a project and board then, games and move on to heavy drugs. Before you know it, you're tweaking every night. Yeah. So they have only themselves to blame if we <laughs> have exactly. to go to rehab. Exactly, exactly. So, but it's but that's where we're at is we're just kind of want to get that initial real meeting because we've had a lot of like yes the, we like this about this we think this we can do this blah 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 back and forth of let's keep this in house keep this in house yeah we've but had some fluff yeah we've had a lot of fluff but it's been positive but it's that feeling now where it's been long enough we're like okay. You guys, if you, if this isn't a priority, that's fine. But tell us because yeah. we like this game and we think someone else will like this game. And if it's not the time for this game for you guys, that's totally fine. Let us take it and shop it around somewhere else. And mm-hmm. then at least let us 
release have that a chance and, yeah. yeah have a chance in like shopping it around because it's just it feels like you're you're being strung along and i don't it's definitely not intentional i'm sure of that but it's the way the industry works where there's a lot of games a lot of designers who want to get games out and they have even not even new games they have active games that they're working on in a mm-hmm. smaller local company but it still feels like okay well that's great but also we're yeah. not going to wait forever here and, and some of these companies may only release one or two games a year right right um and i mean there's some obviously that do more than that but even us reading uh was it aeg only releases like maybe six or eight games a year which, oh wow I and they're that. they're pretty big they're pretty big yeah publisher um i mean like fantasy flight i think does like a dozen a quarter or more. But, yeah, well, they're the um, standards they also, to be you, held by. You also have to include uh, expansions and things like that, which I think a lot of smaller studios kind of rely on that one big game they might put out each year or every couple of years and then kind of drip feed in a few expansions throughout the year to mm-hmm. that. And I think that's where a lot of their money comes from because that's kind of a captive audience. When you know that somebody has purchased your game, and likes your game, or at least have purchased it, you know that they become an opportunity. Right, right. Um, and if you have a bunch of expansions, and then there's more likelihood that people are talking about your game, so it might bring more people into, hey, the, there's a lot of support for this game, so I'm going to buy it. Because it's not just a one-off that their right. publisher's like, okay, here's the game, and we're done. Yeah, which there's a couple publishers who kind of are known for releasing great games and then not supporting them at all. Right, right. So, and then there's some that just release way more expansions than yeah, they need to. Dominion. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Speaking of Dominion, there's so many ways to jump into that game, yeah. which is good the, and the newest, crazy. The, the newest expansion in their defense for Dominion is probably the best expansion out of everything they've done. You know what I They were f- getting really bad for What's the newest while. one? I don't even remember. Some sort of generic fantasy phrase. Uh, let me rephrase. Uh, some sort of generic Renaissance fair phrase. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're uh, all yeah. that sort uh, of what thing. Is that? Like, um, know, guilds and this. <laughs> right. Uh, what is, yeah. Oh, I'm going to look it up because that's um, on my mind. But uh, you know what I want? I want to, have you ever played, uh, speaking of Dominion real quick, have you ever played Dark Ages Dominion? I've never played it, but I really want uh-uh. to because it's just, it's apparently the like the really depressing Dominion. <laughs> like oh. everyone's, like in the original Dominion, you're kind of, there's knights and there's royalty and blah, right. blah, blah. Dark Ages is like, you live in a hole in the ground <laughs> and oh. there's rats and uh, it's the Dark Ages. So yeah. it, things, society has fallen apart. That and you're kind great. of like, I know, it sounds like really hilarious. Yeah. And also you can combine them. So I'd love to play like Dominion Intrigue with Dominion Dark Ages and have like these covered in mud people with yeah. like animal skins around their bodies <laughs> and trying knights. to try yeah and knights as well uh, but fair maidens <laughs> and, and horribly decrepit wenches <laughs> with crippling disease and infection yeah, yeah just seeping you. wounds yeah. at a ball but well and so it's like i feel like where we're at is kind of um a point where bill and i have to get they've kept a talk and be like okay what's our strategy here how can we reach out in a consistent way that isn't overwhelming to them but also kind of gets the point across we're ready to move on this and we need to be in your the back of your brain if nothing else yeah and so that's the tricky part where we're at right now is well, think, keeping and, on their minds and i think what you wrote i think is is perfect it's hey i'm going out of town on this particular day i'd love to at least discuss yeah. next steps before then 
let us know. I think that that's, uh, that's satisfactory. Um, the thing I don't get is the, the, the last communication we got was that he was out of town for that week and he'd get back with us when he got in. Right. So, so like, two weeks later, that was like two, that was like three weeks. Ago. Was it three weeks by now? Okay. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that's the longest like week ever. Right. But again, their priorities are not our priorities. So uh, we are grateful to even be in the situation <laughs> that we're in. Um, it's a, uh, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it's, it, it feels nice that there's interest, but it's also like that. Yeah. You get the sense that there's a lot of, e- a couple email, several emails going out in that, that we got uh, as well to other various people, not necessarily publishers or designers, but like other people saying, yeah. I'm doing this. I'll get to you when I can get to you. And our job is now to just be, try to keep ourselves up on the list of who to get to when. Um, and then, and then we'll see. Hopefully, at a certain point, we can have that initial meeting because that's really what it is. All we need to do is get that initial meeting, and then we have direction. Right now, we have yeah. no direction. We're just None. hovering. We don't we know are, what the next are, step in this process is. We are circling Jamaica right now. Yeah. We are just hovering. And so... Um, Would it be more apt that we're sitting on the runway to take off to Jamaica? I, <laughs> I'll be honest. I got lost a few times in that analogy, but I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think... I was thinking you were going to go with... We're, uh, we're like vacation planners, and we've planned this amazing Jamaican vacation, but then we actually talked to someone who's been to Jamaica, and they're like, that's great, but maybe you could change this itinerary item to do something else, because that place you were going to go burned down last year. <laughs> oh, God. No, I was, like, I was trying to figure that the vacation was the game, like us designing yeah, yeah, the yeah, game, yeah. right? And we got feedback and play, te- play testing, quote, air quotes. Uh, and that <laughs> we, was we, like the vacation We went into a Jamaica vacation simulator. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're literally the most dedicated vacation planners ever. Uh, I, we should have just let our wives do that because I think they're a lot better at it. Oh, yes. um, but they wouldn't have designed the same vacation. That's right. We would yeah. not have been uh, would have designed some kind of flower fingerprints on it. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's yeah. Kind of uh, maybe that wasn't the perfect analogy. <laughs> I think we got there. We I'm got into there. Analogy, I, we got circling so Jamaica, like, and yeah, I think I that's like I think that's pretty apt. Is we're we're circling around. We're kind of we can't do anything. We're passengers. We're not the pilots here right now, and so we're trying to ease our way closer to the cockpit so we can at least yell right. towards the pilots hey and they're, they'll hear us. Hey, <laughs> what's, guys. What's, uh, what's going on? Are just we, let you know. Just, we're out of peanuts. No yeah. big deal. Just let you know. We're just kind of seem like we're going in circles. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that. We've sort of passed the same stuff like over and over again. Uh, we're not telling you how to do your job because we're not pilots. But you may want to look at that. I, I don't know. I don't know. We just are interested. We're so. not rallying all the passengers to form a rebellion. We're not doing we're that. Not doing we want that. to be clear about that. Yes. But the option is definitely not out. People are talking. That's all we're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. By the way, if you could get us some more peanuts, that would be good. <laughs> right. Just one bag yeah. and tell us what we can do with it. Not circus peanuts. Preferably honey roasted <laughs> yes, And not raw. Let me be clear about <laughs> yes, that. Yes, no raw peanuts. Because that's schlock. That's the carcassonne of peanuts. Have you ever had a raw peanut? They are so terrible. It's such a sub- <laughs> letdown. It's yeah. such a, it just tastes like a seed. It <laughs> like, it's like a chewy seed. It's really gross. It does. Because most people, uh, if in case you're unfamiliar, um, 
anytime you buy peanuts anywhere, they're cooked. Yes. Like, yeah. Just like so, almonds or a lot of nuts. Yeah. yeah they so have it's to not, be roasted to you, be edible. Yeah, you don't just like pick up a peanut <laughs> and just like eat it raw. Yum. That's so not. It's really gross. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't happen. Like like so. if you want if you never have and you don't have a raw peanut access, ha- buy an avocado, get the pit, <laughs> and just take a bite out of that. That's really close to what it tastes like. <laughs> so true it's disgusting so true yeah avocado Our, pits are just giant peanuts yeah the, yeah tell them uh tell them bill and gas <laughs> said it was okay um yeah. so anyway hopefully we'll have some updates for you guys about that soon because um like like i said we, we kind of send out a a little email with a, with um some pre- like a time frame pressure saying well, we would like to meet at this time balls back in your court and then based on our response to that if we get one or not we'll probably do that my thought is every couple weeks if we're not getting returns we we just we we keep sending out re- emails and responses, and after a certain point, we kind of an ultimatum of like, guys, listen, it seems like you're really busy, and that's totally fine. We get it, but we really want to continue with this game. So here's what we see as the path right. forwards. Um, you know, respond or don't respond. Based on you know, here, we're going to let you respond all this time, and if not, we're going to look elsewhere. We're just going to tell you that. Right. And so, and I think that's fair, and I think they get that as well. Like these yeah. aren't. I don't think anyone's going to hold a grudge here and no one's um, going to feel betrayed, but there is a point where some something has to happen and it's either we break away or we yeah. there's something that's happening here. And we're not under like a contractual obligation at this no. point or it's anything. All, we can say, hey. We have a gentleman's agreement at this point. Yeah. yeah. If, if I'm not even sure we've agreed on anything except that we have a game. Yeah, and we did. Well, that's it. true because we agreed not to shop around during the uh, uh, playtesting yeah. period. And, and obviously we didn't there, but... Um, so yeah, I don't think that holds through. That's true. So we're at this point we're unfettered free agents looking yes. for a home. We're as not fettered as you could possibly <laughs> imagine. Imagine the least fettered thing, and that's us. That's us. Yeah. Okay. Well then. Um, yeah, that's a good spot to end it. I think. Yeah. What uh, you got? Anything else? Nope. Um, still obsessing over Spirit Island. Um, yeah, we should, <laughs> and we, uh, we should play that. Do you have that? No, I've been. Um, I probably will go this week to see where how much uh, Black and Red has it for, okay. and uh, um, and then based on that, I might pick it up because I've just been playing a lot of co-op stuff lately. I'm just really in a co-op mood, and hmm. um, that but like more more intense gameplay co-op, and so that feels like it's I gonna. I hear that is hit as all intense. Yeah, a co-op game as there is. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I also heard it's really, one of the things I heard is that it, I think it plays four, but <laughs> the consensus, at least the reviews are like, don't play four. It's, it's so, like, it's probably a really good two player and a three player game. But so it feels like it'd be a fun thing to play with just a couple other people. And uh-huh. then, uh, like, I was thinking, like, if we picked it up, you and Brandon and I should play it. Yeah, and then, because uh, I feel like it'd all, it'd be a game that we would all like. Cause it's re- pretty heavy, but also there's um the theme is really fun too so anyway okay hopefully some updates about that maybe but that's all i got all right so uh thanks for listening thanks for having us uh don't forget to uh oh yeah let's know, uh subscribe and stuff yeah twitter what's uh hit us up on twitter places to find us you can hit us up on twitter yep. at uh at roasted what? It's, it's just uh, at roasted games right at roasted games <laughs> one yeah that's what i was like what? i i believe we had we made it yeah, because Roasted Games by itself was totally taken. Um, but it is uh, Roasted Games 1. Roasted Games 1, because we're number one. Yes, we're not. We are Honey con- Roasted. Yes. <laughs> we should make another we one, just Honey Roasted. Honey that's probably roasted taken. Games. That's too good to not be taken. <laughs> yeah, that's probably Roasted true. Games 1 or Honey Roasted 575. <laughs> Point two. 
you can also go to our uh, page at our podcast network, eavesdrop.com. And we have a page there. Um, if you go to the main page, it's ease-dropdrop.com. And just look for our podcast page. On that podcast page is a uh, form you can fill out and send us some comments, some ideas. Mm-hmm. Tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, <laughs> what you want us to talk about. Right. And we'd love to hear from you guys. So those are probably the two best ways to get a hold of us. Yep. And if, uh, if you have an iPhone and or use iTunes, uh, definitely please... Uh, while well, it lasts, you hear like the iTunes is going away. Rate it, and and uh, I did not. Yeah, they're they're uh, some. I'm not sure what they're transitioning it to, but they're phasing or restructuring. So they go to like Apple Podcasts or something. Yeah, or I Apple think Music so. Or, yeah. But anyway, um, while it lasts, rate us, yep, rate us, please. Do do your thing, because a lot of that will probably. I would imagine. Yeah, I'm sure it'll carry over. over so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's because we really know our stuff about how all you of can this tell works. we had to look yeah. up our own twitter day yeah you know so <laughs> we are on top of this we're definitely the most well-researched podcast you're gonna listen to right now uh so yeah thank thanks for listening and have a honey roasted day <laughs> there we go see ya